Hello, and welcome back to another Fact Podcast. I'm Dr. Fred Clary, founder of Functional Analysis Chiropractic Technique, a chiropractic technique based on movement and breathing. Well, in today's episode, we're going to cover part three of the reasons for failure. Part three. And what exactly is that? Let's, let's talk about that a little bit. What would be, you know, some of the reasons for failure? Well, in part one, we talked about, you know, not getting started. You know, people holding you back. Um, not getting the motivation or initiative to at least try. And remember, you're never going to get it perfect when you're trying something new, so you're going to fall on your face. But yet, all of us walk. And if our parents let us, you know, fail and fail and fail again so we can walk, it's okay to fail and fail and fail again. And you can use the harsh word fail. You can, I've seen um, more sunshiny words like, oh, you learn from your mistakes or it's a learning experience. Ah, whatever. It's an L. It's a loss. When you start walking and you fall right on your face and crack your lip open, um, that's called a loss. But see, winning and losing are all part of, part of life. And the whole goal of life is when they blow that whistle at the end of the game, you have more, you have more points on the board than the competition. You have more W's in the win column than losses. That's the goal. So how do we get more W's in the win column than losses in the loss column? Well, one, you get started. Number two, make sure you have a pretty good plan and have other people look at your plan. Have people look at it. And in this one, part three, part three is not having self-introspection, not reviewing what you've been doing, not looking at, quote-unquote, the game film. And I was going to title this um, Reasons for Failure, Part 3, Not Looking at Game Film. And then I realized that many people are not into sports like I am and have no clue that um, every team, including high school teams and some junior high teams, actually look at their opponents and actually, you know, look at that game film and look at their last game that they did going over what they did right and what they did wrong. So that's something you can think about is um, not looking at game film, not having introspection. And with the current pandemic, it's pretty easy to see that people aren't reviewing what they said yesterday much less what they said a month ago or six months ago. Currently, I think I'm over 110 and zero on different items, situations, predictions about the pandemic and COVID-19, but who's counting? And it's amazing I have not gotten one apology in my message box from the attorney out there that was so adamant that I didn't know, I didn't know my you know, orifices from a hole in the ground, Um, a couple attorneys, from all these now keyboard biologists who for months and months and almost a year went after me relentlessly saying I didn't know what I was talking about. I was just a chiropractor, just this. And I'm like, you know, hey, genius, quiz kid, I can read and I can read past a graduate school level. So that means that I actually read research and know what the terms mean. I can do statistics at the graduate school calculus level. And that's all you need 
to find out reality. And I tried to explain that to him. You know, you don't need a degree in medicine or infectious disease to be able to read a research paper when the conclusion says XYZ, then the conclusion is XYZ. So these people did not apologize to me. They haven't even looked at what they come out of their mouth. You see this in relationships. Yes, you see this in relationships where, you know, as a couple, do you sit down and say, okay, how did the last year go? How did the last quarter go? How did the last month go? How did, <laughs> some days you got to go, how did today go? And you're reviewing how you treated each other, things you could do better, how your parenting is going. If you're not doing that, you're, if, you don't, if you don't do some introspection, some review, some looking at the game film of, you know, some of your mistakes and some of your wins, what you did right, and celebrate the rights. I know uh, just we've had some uh, sh challenges in our life. You know, we got all these teenagers and, you know, stack them up like Corwood at home. And we've had some challenges and we've had some big wins and we've had some big, quote unquote, losses that we're trying to turn around. What can we do? How can we do this better? Did we do anything wrong? Maybe we did everything right and the kid just decided to go off on their own and do idiotic things or silly things or unresourceful things. And that was just a choice, their choice. So we, we do that review because sometimes couples can get going and they can, they can grow apart. I love that. We grew apart. You didn't grow apart because you didn't have a plan because you really didn't get started on building a new relationship and because you had no introspection, review, analysis, diagnosis, ongoing diagnosis of what's going on, you're going to lose. Don't guess, test is what I say all the time to my colleagues, to students I teach, which are usually other doctors, and to myself all the time. Send them out for the MRI, send them for x-ray. Let's get some ongoing review. Let's get more information. What's going right, what's going wrong? Oh, that MRI was pretty much negative. Yay, that gives us a lot of information. That MRI was positive for this, 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 and that. Okay, that's more information. So you need ongoing review. So, and, and again, it's not in our culture, except in sports and in medicine and in healthcare to, you know, do this ongoing review. If you went to your doctor and he did blood work, you don't say, hey, why are you doing blood work? You did that last year. Really? You go to the dentist. Every couple of years, they shoot teeth, teeth x-rays. Why are you doing that panoramic uh, x-ray radiograph of my teeth? I didn't have any cavities 10 years ago. I'm good. Now, you're going to laugh at me and say, well, Fred, that's dumb. Of course you could have cavities because we have to have ongoing diagnosis. We have to have an ongoing review of the situation. We need to assess daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly. Well, Fred, that's a course in that. Well, what's more important? Your teeth, which you're probably going to lose most of them, you know, eventually by the time you hit 80, or your relationship with your spouse. What's more important? Your teeth that blood work, or your relationship with your kids. If it's important to get ongoing diagnosis, follow-up tests, ongoing review and introspection, that's introspection's fancy word for looking internally at yourself, 
then why not do it in your relationships? You know, once a year, have a, a little vacation with your significant other and sit down. And at the beginning of the vacation, say, we're going to sit down for an hour and see how we're doing. Maybe it'd be two or three hours. You might be shocked, you know, but it's, it'd be nice to be doing that all the time, that communication all the time. And just not talking about the bad things. Well, Johnny did this wrong. Susie did this wrong. And honey, you burnt the meatloaf. And, and well, honey, you came home and threw your socks on the floor after work. And, you know, not just not the digs, not the negatives, not that L's, but also look good. Honey, I really like when you did X, Y, Z. I really like that we were parenting the kid this way when this situation came up. And I think we did very well. That kind of review builds that that success muscle. I was talking to Belinda the other day, and this is before, this is uh, oh, the end of November. The Vikings just recently beat um, a team they weren't supposed to beat, the Green Bay Packers, their arch rivals. But before the game, that morning on the way to the gym, I was talking about, isn't it amazing how some football teams, basketball teams, sports teams, they get hooked onto a label. And if the whole environment and I'm not talking, you know, the players, but if the because players rotate. But if the environment thinks that they're mediocre, then they will live up to that tighter mediocre. They will lose games they're not supposed to. And once they get their losses all the way down and they're a 500 team, all of a sudden they start winning again to get back up to 500 or just over 500. And they'll beat teams they're not supposed to and shouldn't on paper. But then teams that they should wipe out, they lose to. And I'm sorry, it has nothing to do with what's going on in Vegas and the refs throwing the game. It really has to do neuroemotionally with the psychology of sports and the human body. That you will decrease your performance to match the label that you think you are. Whether that's correct or not. We already have all the studies. I don't have to go into it anymore. It's been proven. This is science. So... Sometimes if you don't do that introspection saying, I'm winning at this, I'm winning at this, I'm winning at this, we're, we're a good team now, we're doing really good, and really push that we're a good team, you work on it. You can't improve until you know you're doing something wrong. And when you're in a relationship, you're in a business, sometimes you're doing little tiny things a little incorrectly and a little minor change, a minor adaptation can lead to a major outcome difference. Sometimes a little tweak, a minor change, can lead to a major outcome difference. So review, constantly review. This will bring you closer in business relationships. This will bring you closer in uh, personal relationships, parenting, your significant other, this will bring you closer in any athletic thing you're trying to do. It's amazing. I will see many of my powerlifting colleagues have powerlifting logs. They write down every workout. I know of one of my favorite lifters, Doug Heath, who has over 35 years of workout logs. Every rep, every set, every weight, every exercise, every attempt, every meet is written down completely. Stacks and stacks of notebooks. I think that's amazing. Why not, what if we did that with life? And I'm not talking about what my girls do. Dear diary, Johnny looked at me weird today, made me feel bad. No, I'm not talking about that stuff. I'm not talking about dear diary. I'm talking about 
we write, okay, um, I want to help out more at home. So you write steps down. How am I going to do that? You know, oh, my wife says she doesn't really need help at home. She needs more help with the outside. Okay, scratch that. That's the introspection. That's the review. That's the ongoing diagnosis. That's the ongoing communication. What can I do outside? And you're both working on these things. Introspection. Honey, we need more, you know, honeymoon time, more relational time, more intimate time. Usually that's probably the number one complaint, sorry, of men. And number two is nagging. Well, guess what? That, those two have to be worked on. And if the other spouse doesn't want to, all of a sudden you got a cracked up marriage. And again, this constant re review. Am I winning? Am I not? What could I do better? How can I show more affection? All those things constantly should be reviewed. And sometimes this is not as hard as it, it seems. Sometimes it's a 15, 20 minute conversation. Sometimes when you learn to speak honestly, when you learn to speak openly, when you learn confrontational tolerance, that's a fancy word I use where, you know, you're prepared for, quote unquote, an argument. And a lot of people said, oh, we didn't argue. Yeah, you did. It's an argument. You just didn't raise your voice. You have to be prepared for an argument and a disagreement. Some people walk around in relationships not disagreeing, and pretty soon the relationship's in a tank, and they're ready for a divorce, they're ready for bankruptcy, they're ready to close the business, they're ready to move on and break a contract, all because there's not ongoing communication and open and honesty. Game film is about as honest as can be. That's you down there missing the block. That's you missing the field goal. That's you, when we call this play, you did something different. That's you not moving your feet right. Review, review, review. The secret of success is honesty. Review, review, review. History is being honest. That was you last month, and this is what happened. That's history. Well, the thing is, history doesn't have to be your story. History's in the past. And you are not weighted by your history. You're only weighted by the end of the day. You're only measured by the end of the day. You only get trophies at the end of the day when they blow that whistle. And a lot of things can happen by that. Sit down, call a timeout, and review. See what you need to change. Have the courage to change those things. And if you don't know how, get help. There's experts in everything nowadays. And be honest in those relationships. If you're not fully honest 100% and communicating your dislikes, your needs, your wants, guess what's gonna happen? That, that relationship is not gonna come out magically the way you want it. I love when people get into marriages or long-term relationships and said, would you talk about your goals? Oh yeah, kinda, well that, that's good, kinda. Do you review all the time to see what mistakes you're making along the way and how to improve? Well, no, then you must believe in total magic and voodoo. That's a fairy tale and this isn't Disney, this is the real world. We have enough Disney and science fiction and BS out there
with this pandemic. So just kind of look at your look at the world, look around you, see how you're interacting. Are you going that direction? Are there ways to improve? Talk to the people you're in business with, in relationship with. How can you improve? If it's parenting, talk to other parents. Talk to your significant other. And just take some time. You have enough intelligence, if you're listening to this podcast, that you can sit down and say, okay, how could I improve that interaction with a 16-year-old, with a 10-year-old, with a 6-year-old, with a 6-month-old? What do I need to improve to get more W's? Sorry, folks, there are no participation awards in life. There isn't. There isn't. You can jump up and down and throw all that sunshine up my skirt, and you're not going to get me to believe there's any participation awards, that everyone gets a trophy. Everywhere I look in science, natural science, nature, out into the stars, there's W's and losses. And that's how the world works. And if you're sitting on the sideline waiting for your participation award because you showed up, that doesn't make you a player. That makes you a fan, and you're sitting in the stands. But all the people that showed up in the stands to cheer are watching players. And the winning team of players gets the championship ring, the championship trophy, the medal around their neck, and when the smile on their face when they're laying in their deathbed, knowing that their grandkids, their great-grandkids, and their kids are going to turn out okay because I did introspection, I reviewed, and worked toward W's my whole life. And this has been another fact podcast. 